Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to Session Fartuk-120. Our previous episode featured the group discovering a hidden compartment on the ship that had a few undiscovered items. A brooch, special to Tonya, was recovered, as well as a powerful volute scroll. Fargus Stoutheart and Lady Irena informed the party of its potential for magical mayhem, and it was decided that the mage would hold on to it. The party reached the ocean exit to the Mare of Kellen and headed north to make their return to Phoenix. We rejoined them around noon on day three of their trip. How much longer? inquired Cabe Silvertongue to Bolger as the ship churned through the choppy waters. The gnome sailor looked at the half-elf squarely in the eyes and rage began to boil. The terse response was quite direct and informed the bard that if he asked that question again, he would be swimming the rest of the way. Fargus laughed audibly at the exchange and spit off the side of the ship and pointed out it was a fair question. You said it would be faster than going overland, my squat friend. We're just curious, stated the ranger. Bolger shook his head and fumed silently as Henrik came to the aid. The former slave pointed out that they were about to turn the corner and head into the Gaffa Strait later this evening, if the winds held. He added that they were approaching the small city of Smoltz, which marked the furthest spit of land to the east. Sister Elaine chimed in with a query on what the Gaffa Strait actually was. Bolger delivered a deep sigh and took over the conversation. <coughs> About a thousand years ago, the Gaffa Strait was known as the Gaffus Lowlands. It was the disputed lands between Arfartuk and the religious zealots to the north, now known as Felmor. This horrible spit of land was a flexing border between the two countries and was populated by small farmers that suffered under the strains of the two warring factions. While each side fought for their own slice of land, a catastrophe struck and the lowlands were flooded. The water from the ocean washed in and covered the area, destroying several cohorts of troops as well as many hapless villagers. The flooding never receded and the gods must have intervened as the water barrier put an end to the wars. The strait isn't very deep in some places, and on clear days, in the right spot, you can still see the ruins of towns and cities at the bottom. It's a rather sad story all in all, he said in a nonchalant voice. Lady Irena moved over to the group who listened intently at the story and chimed in, telling that the group that the hostilities began again about 20 years ago with a naval battle reigniting the feud. When asked why, the mage had no answers, pointing out that humans choose war for various reasons. The crew all nodded in agreement and returned to their busy work. Thirty minutes later, Bulger yelled out that they were coming up on Smoltz and would soon enter the Gaffus Strait. The rocky coastline slipped past the folly and the party got their first glance at the city of Smoltz before each gasped at what they saw. A pair of large ships were peppering the coastline with missile weapons 
as a third ship sat back at the mouth of the bay. Several wrecks and wreckage floated in the waters surrounding the three vessels. Triton's delight, exclaimed Bolger, as he yelled for Henrik to turn the vessel, but the order came too late. The larger vessel at the rear had already spotted the folly and began to speed towards it. Despite the size, the vessel moved swiftly and began to gain ground on the group's vessel. Henrik yelled out that the vessel bore the flag of Minos, causing Cabe Silvertongue to pale immediately. Minos? As in Minotaur? Fargus prepared a magical crossbow and moved to the bow of the ship, waiting for a shot. Lady Irena stood next to him and ready to spell to assist. Bolger shook his head in disgust as he realized they would not be able to evade the other ship and told Sister Elaine that they may have to surrender and ask for quarter. Tonia vehemently opposed the idea and reminded the Bolger that Minotaurs take no prisoner. The stark realization that the party was facing great odds took over the mood and each nodded to the others in grim resolve. They would fight. Everyone gripped their weapons as their mouths went dry. The Minos ship was twice the size of theirs and seemed to hold a sizable crew. Bracing for impact as the larger ship bore down on them, they were stunned as the ship made a hard left and a thick ballista shaft stuck the front of the folly with a chain attached to the missile. The attack shocked the party who were all knocked off their feet and threw Cabe overboard with a loud splash. The jolt was powerful but the strike did not pierce the bottom of the boat and the vessel was spared sinking. The group struggled back to their feet and witnessed an enormous bull speeding down the chain with a scimitar in its teeth. The Corsair whizzed down the line and landed with a large thud at the tip of the ship. That jolt sent Fargus and Lady Irena back onto their backs. Bolger, Tonia, Henrik, and Sister Elaine all stood in the middle of the ship and faced off with the Minotaur who wore a jeweled eye patch. They watched helplessly as he spit out the blade and held it against the throat of the prone mage. Surrender, scum, demanded the Minotaur in the common tongue. Fargus quickly got to his feet and unsheathed his weapon as his crossbow had skittered across the deck. Ah, hero, stated the large bull man as he pushed the scimitar deeper into the neck of the elf. She will die quickly and you will watch in agony. Fargus looked down at the mage who was filled with fear as the enormous creature towered over her. The ranger looked back to his associates and then realized there was no good solution and they dropped their weapons in front of them. Glaring back at the minotaur, he angrily thrust his blade into the deck and clinched his fists in rage. A roar from the crew of the larger vessel was loud and the minotaur raised his fist in victory. Welcome, new prisoners! You may make fine slaves. I am your owner, Admiral Boarblood. Now that we have dispensed with the pleasantries, I would now like for you to turn over all of your wealth, or booty, as the case may be. The large minotaur reached down and effortlessly lifted Lady Irena back onto her feet while never leaving the blade's edge too far from her body. A thick, viscous tongue escaped the creature and lapped at the elven woman's features with one arm wrapped around her waist. The grotesque grin caused a pit to grow in Fargus' stomach as his mind raced to discover a way of defeating the adversary, but none came to mind. 
A look of disgust covered the mage's face at the unwanted kiss, and the pirate quickly found a pocket in her robe. Withdrawing the item, the group noticed the creature had found the volute scroll. Holding the treasure aloft, his crew cheered again. A missive from a lover, my dear? Should I be jealous? The creature snorted at his own attempted humor, and he sliced the seal, opening the parchment. A blue light leapt from the paper and struck the creature in its good eye before it crumbled to dust. The large minotaur stood up well over seven feet and looked around. Glancing lower to Lady Irena, the creature stunned everyone with the words, How may I serve you? he said in a solemn tone. His grip on the elf relaxed and Fargus grabbed his blade and began to move forward, but stopped as Lady Irena called out, No one move! No one attack. The Volute Scroll has taken effect. Admiral Boarblood is charmed. If anyone hits him, the effect will depart. The Minos ship crew began to yell out as Fargus sheathed his blade. The mage turned to the Minotaur and told him to calm his crew. The enormous beast turned to his ship and yelled to the crew, Everything is fine, before returning his gaze to the elven woman. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures of Philbar, thanks for listening.